This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's talk to our guy we love talking Sixers hoop with, the uh, former boss here of WIP, and of course, the uh, the maestro, the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, Mr. Spike Gaskin. How you doing, Spike? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Good, Henry. man. Great, Spike. Just trying to figure out what happened. I mean, Spike, a minute to go in the fourth quarter, and I'm thinking, oh, man. Season's over. Like, it's just over. And then it wasn't. What do you make of what we saw yesterday? Well, boy, it was tough, right? Like, watching Embiid get dominated by Al Horford, all I thought to myself was, this is going to be a career-defining game for Joel Embiid. In that if they had lost it, it would have been a career-defining game for Joel Embiid. But instead, it was a career-defining game for James Harden. And as good as game one was, they had nothing to lose. They did not have Embiid. It was sort of an opportunity where if they win, great. If they lose, everyone expects them to. That was such a monster performance from James Harden. And what it did was it saved it from being a career-defining game for Embiid, and it gives him another chance. And though all of, we all saw what happened in the fourth quarter, it, it now does not have to define him. And uh, he has the ability, he has the chance to put that behind him, and, and this is a real series again. I, I, after game one, they gave themselves a chance to win the series, and after game four, they gave themselves a chance to win the series again. So, I, you know, I, I'm actually... As bad as so many things we saw yesterday were, I'm actually pretty optimistic. Spike, you talked about Al Horford. Why is he able to defend Joel so effectively, and how worried should we be about that? Well, he he defended Joel pretty effectively for the first several years of Embiid's career, and I don't think that he has the last couple. And I really believe what happened with Embiid was he's played very little over the last Two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. He he played forty. What did he play? Forty two minutes yesterday. Forty minutes yesterday. I think he was just gassed. Honestly, I, I I think he didn't have any lift. 
He, you know, Al Horford is a lot of things. He's a good basketball player. He's not a guy that should be able to get up over and block an Embiid fadeaway several times. And I think he had more gas than Embiid did. And I think P.J. Tucker was right. Like, he, it got in his head. And he looked tentative. And he, he looked a little scared. Um, but t- to be honest, the fourth quarter, the overtime was different. You know, like he, I think he only scored twice in overtime. I think he had four points in overtime, but he got to the line and it, it did not look like he, you know, sort of turtled up and went away like he may have done previously. So I thought overtime was encouraging from Embiid, really. How, how much will the shortened rotation impact the uh, sustainability of Harden and Joel's level of play? <laughs> Time to man up, baby. I mean, like. Can it, they it, do it, that? But I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I wish I had a better answer. All I can say is that previous years of the Sixers, I believe I knew they were going to lose. Like last couple of years, last few years. I don't think I know that they're going to lose now. And that wow. <laughs> sounds like a, a very small step up, but it, it, is, it is definitely a step up. Look, in, in, in the NBA playoffs, the best teams with the best players, those best players play 40 minutes a game, play 42 minutes a game. Yep. That's what happens. So if they can't, if they can't do it, yeah. then, then it, the ship has sailed on the possibility of this team winning a championship or getting to the finals. So I wish Doc gave McDaniels a, a, some run to see if he could you know, be effective. He's, he's a, no good, though, Spike. I mean, not good. But, yeah, he's just a guy. If you want to go like play him. the, you want to play the Wizards in the in February. Yeah, he can give you twenty five minutes. If you're playing against a good team, he's no good. No, no, I don't think he needs to give you twenty five minutes, but he can give you twelve. You know, and he's the one guy on the bench that is long and athletic enough to play with the Celtics. And here's the reality: we watch these teams, we watch our team all year. We don't watch the other team all year. If Grant Williams was on the Sixers, you would not be saying to yourself, "Boy, Grant Williams is a baller. I want to play him 20 minutes a game." There, there would be you would find something wrong with every rotation player on every other team in the NBA. That, that, that Phoenix has. Six playable players, you know. Yeah. Um, Golden State's playing playing dog s out there. I just I think that 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 there's going to be a game in this series where Niang is competing, but once the Celtics decide that they want to exploit him defensively, he may have to come off the court, and I think you might need McDaniel's in that case. Spike asked with a spike. Ty, finish this sentence. Tyrese Maxey is what twenty. 20- 21. Mm. He's just, he's not there yet. The game's not there yet. And Boston is a pretty advanced team defensively. And they are one of the few teams in the NBA that can keep up with him. Like physically can keep up with him. He's, he's faster than every other team that he plays when they try to defend him. And he has that burst going to the rim and they, he leaves them in the dust, but you can see what happens is he gets there and they're able to catch up. Yeah. And he has to throw the ball, you know, six inches too high off the glass. So it goes off the glass and then bounces off the front of the rim. He just he doesn't have the sort of physical advantage against the Celtics that he has against other teams. And he doesn't quite have enough game yet um, from like a, you know, from a bag standpoint. He just he doesn't have a lot in his bag to yeah. to to play against a team like the Celtics. So I just don't think he's there yet. Why was DeAnthony Melton invisible last night? And three games in a row. 
he hasn't been invisible three games in a row. But he's struggled. He's 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 taken a big step back from where he was last series and in game one of this one. I I, I actually don't agree. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he he's a, he's a role player. He is best when he is playing defense and shooting spot up threes. And when you see him have to go to the rim, it's it's you know, uh, it's not good. And also if he's not shooting threes, I, I actually think it's on, it's on the rest of the team to an extent. I mean, he, he should be in a position to catch the ball and shoot the ball. Like mountain didn't have a great game yesterday. I still think he, he is one of the few players that competes defensively on the Sixers on every single play. And, uh, and like, I'm, I'm not worried about mountain at all. Remember he, during the season, even he went through, five or six weeks where he was really good offensively. And then he would go for three weeks where he wasn't really good offensively. He's just like, he's a pretty good offensive player. And I'm not worried about Mountain at all. Last night, Jason Tatum scored his first bucket with 28 seconds left in the first half. How much of that was great Sixers defense? How much of that was Jason Tatum was just having a terrible night? I think Sixers got lucky. Honestly, I, I, when I was watching it, 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 in the first half at least, I, you know, I, I didn't go back and look. In the first half, it seemed like the Celtics missed a bunch of open shots, mm-hmm. and Tatum, Tatum tends to settle a little bit offensively um, when when he's when he's pushed. He'll, he'll settle for contested jumpers. Mm-hmm. I just thought that Tatum like needed to decide to get to the rim, and that's what he did in the second half. And I don't. I, I look. I, I think there are players on the Sixers that can, you know, uh, Tucker can make them work for it. I actually, even though he has an incredible physical disadvantage, I think Niang has competed at least. But when Tatum wants to score, there's there's not too much you can do about it. And he's he's a, a pretty good distributor when he when he's able to get to the rim. He thinks the game pretty well. So I think more than anything, they were lucky and. They, you know, they were lucky they got a, a bad half out of Tatum. Spike, you refer to yourself earlier as optimistic, and I just want to go back to that. Were you referring to that you feel pretty good coming out of yesterday that the Sixers won, or were you referring to you know best of three moving forward? You feel optimistic. I feel more optimistic about the best of three moving forward than I thought. I would. If you forced me to bet, do they have a better chance to lose the series or better chance to win the series? I think they have a better chance to lose the series. That said, the Celtics team, like, they are talented and they are good and they are more talented than the Sixers, but there is, there is something a little off about that. I agree. And, you know, like, yep. they, as bad as the Sixers can look in crunch time, Offensively, the Celtics can look pretty bad in 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 uh, in crunch time offensively too. And they when they, look when they're hitting threes, they are pretty unbeatable. But you could say that about every team in the NBA. So you know if the Celtics come out and they're 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 hitting shots, then they're going to be hard to beat. But there's plenty of games where they're not hitting shots. And if you can keep the game close down the stretch, you can beat the Celtics. So I just, it's not that I think the Sixers are better than the Celtics are. I think that the Celtics are beatable. And time and time again, and I'm, I'm not a Sixers optimist, and I'm not a defender, and I don't make excuses for them ever. But time and time again this, this season, where it looks like they've been dead or they will fold, they haven't folded. It just happened a lot of times this year compared to other years. And I, I give 
honestly, I give Tucker a lot of credit. He seems to he holds other players on the team accountable. Mm-hmm. But I just as bad as games two and three were for Harden, none of us saw that game coming yep. yesterday, Correct. right? Yep. And and we're, we're that is different than previous. I was just expecting. I was half expecting. Harden to have some sort of injury that would keep him out of the game. Yeah, his Achilles bothered him. Whatever. I expected him to just disappear and go away, and he didn't. And I expected Embiid, after what happened with Horford in the fourth quarter, to disappear and go away, and he didn't. And and like, there's just a resiliency to this Sixers team that that they haven't had in prior years. And the Celtics are just, as I said, they're they're just. They're not killers, right? They're they're not the warriors of five years ago. I'm just I'm not scared of them. So I I don't think the Sixers are favorites, but they can win this series. I agree with that. Spike, stay well, man. Appreciate it as always. And we're hoping we're talking to you for weeks and maybe months to come, a month or two with this Sixers thing. We'll see how long it goes. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you. There he is, Thanks, Spike Gaskin.